Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Now that's funny. Who is that? That's the guy from um, from um, Office Space. Now that's funny. Yeah. You know what I do when stuff's funny? I go. <laughs> uh, I'd like to apologize <laughs> for the behavior of our host. Right, that's right before I throw up. Uh, it's Planet Mikey episode 241, because last episode was 240, yeah. and we had all those farts going on, and that's not good. So this is 241, uh, and the Planet Mikey, uh, uh, what's it called? A catalog, I guess, mm. of uh, Planet Mikey podcast. We're brought to you by the great and professional folks at Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, where they have certified mechanics who know exactly what they're doing. And very nice people. If you want to visit them, go to their website, ProAutomotiveMA.com. They're on Oxford Avenue, Dudley, South Main Street, Webster, and 8 Englewood Street in Webster as well. And guess what? what? Just because you guys are special, we have insider information regarding the automotive repair industry yeah. starring the owner of Pro Automotive and the, and the, the, the head mechanic over there, the certified guy, the go-to guy, Jason Russo, on the phone right now to answer your individual question about your car repair. How's that? Jason, are you there? I'm here. What's up, brother? What's going on, buddy? How you been? Well, you know, pretty good. I had a wisdom tooth out, and now I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, no. I got to go get one of those done, too. Oh, that sucks, man. Uh, Be ready for it. Uh, but I lost all the wisdom that I have accrued during my 247 years on this earth. <laughs> and as you know, I know nothing about fixing cars, but thankfully you do. Because, we do. Yeah. And that's why we're... By the way, I have a, my car's coming in tomorrow night. I'm dropping it off in the key drop. My, it's my wife's Mazda uh, SUV CX-5. And it's, okay. she, it's running fine, except that when you get on the highway, it makes a lot of noise. It's not, once you're over 40 or 45 miles an hour, it gets almost too noisy to listen to the radio. What the hell could that be? could be a lot of things that might um, it, it could be as simple as a bad tire or more costly as a, a, a bearing somewhere. Or we'll have to get in there and uh, Mess do around. some diagnosing and testing and, and determine what's going on. Yeah, that's why I'm going to drop it there and leave it, and then I'm going to drive her to work, and then next day I'm going to have my son, who got his license, take me back to pick it up because I'm not going to take my cars for repairs anywhere else because I'm loyal and you guys are good. Now, Smitty has a question. Yeah, I do. Hey, Jason, I, I, uh, I went to use my horn the other day, and it didn't work. But yeah. I noticed as I was turning to the left, it beeped. Turning to the right, it beeped. <laughs> but straight ahead, it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> what could cause it? It's a, it's a uh, 2010 Rav Four. 2010 Rav Four. You have an airbag light on? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Well, no. no the light's okay, not on. No. There's a, there's a, what they call a clock spring. Yeah. Inside the steering wheel yeah. that makes the connection between the horn button and the horn. And sometimes when those go bad, <laughs> they go real yeah, bad. You, you, you you'll get that symptom. He's been beeping at ugly girls, Jason, with it by, by mistake. Every time he takes a left, somebody beeps at somebody. That's, that's awful, man. Maybe he wanted to do that. Maybe yeah. we should leave it. He's, he's, he is horny. So here's, here's question number two, follow-up question. Is this an expensive repair, Jason? No, no, not usually. 
Did they just pop the thing off, replace the spring? Or? Why don't you get one of those ones wow. that they have in the, in the, in the crazy neighborhoods where they go, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Why don't you get a new, new horn? You put in new horns? Jason? We, <laughs> we'd love to put in new horns. That would be great. Uh, okay. Now, Ben has a question for you, too, because, you see, while we get him on the phone, we, we take advantage of his knowledge right now. Oh, yeah. We're de de definitely going to monopolize this time. Um, so my car is a 2014 Ford Explorer. It's about, like, 194,000 miles, about to hit 200,000 miles. And, and years ago, it was always, like, 200,000 is kind of the... That's the dead zone. Don't don't go after that. Now it feels like they can go much further, but I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So can these cars last much longer than two hundred thousand miles if you're, they're properly maintained? Yeah. What do you watch? Oh, for? absolutely, absolutely. We um we, we had a few of our courtesy cars. There were some Hondas and Toyotas that had almost five hundred thousand miles on. Wow. Whoa. Hey. And they just, just simple maintenance. It cheap simple maintenance. Will go a long way, like oil changes and filter changes, oil and, changes, yeah. tires, brakes, right. you know, fuel filters, air filters, simple stuff, fluid services on the transmission. Yeah, fluids. You know, when, when we recommend it, it's just because we want to make it last. Yeah, yeah. it's like you got to hydrate when you're a human being, or especially an old one like me. My wife always says you got to hydrate. Well, you got to hydrate your car too with the, with the proper fluid. Hey, let me ask you this: You've been doing this for a long time. Give me the three. Maybe the two or three, whatever you can think of, best cars as far as not needing repairs. In other words, the most reliable cars that you service on a regular basis. What brand? Honda, Honda, Toyota, and Kia has got up there in the past few years. If they don't get stolen. <laughs> <laughs> right? You see that the Chicago mayor's trying to sue Kia for making a car that's stealable? Yeah. I mean, re yeah. really? Why don't you take the thieves off the street instead? You know, maybe that's a better way of dealing with it. Uh, that's great. Well, we want to uh, thank you for stopping by and saying hello. And I'll see you in a couple of days uh, when I'm there to pick up my car. I look forward to seeing you, Jason Russo, uh, from Pro Automotive. ProAutomotiveMA.com is the website. And uh, as, as always, I tell you that he's the best. The very best. Have, right, a, have a good night, Thank man. You. Take care. See you, Jason. Uh, so I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of that noise factor because it's driving my wife crazy. You know, he, he said the one thing that uh, uh, that happened to my car once, and it made that it made a sound that the more the faster you went, the louder it got. Yeah. It was a bearing, a wheel bearing, and it goes. Mm, uh, yeah. Is that what it does? Well, we're gonna find, well, it, it's just noisy around you. And you can't really tell where it's coming from when you're in the car driving. But once you get up to around 50, is it a hum? Yeah, it's yeah. like a and it's, it's an annoying background noise. It doesn't like make you want to kill yourself or I'll anything. I'll bet but, it's that wheel bearing, Mike. You know, so it reminds me. It's though, all ball bearings these days. <laughs> I've never told you this. There's old old guys driving down the street, and all of a sudden a cop pulls them over. Yeah, you know, the old guy's like, "Oh, what the hell?" And the cop walks up to the window and he says, "Sir, I don't know if you know this, but your uh, your wife fell out of the car about three miles ago. <laughs> She's laying by the side of the road." Guy goes, oh, thank God, I thought I was going deaf. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so it's the Planet Mikey Podcast 240, right? 240? 240. 241. Also brought to you by Giacomo's. I forgot to tell, you know, I, I forgot to tell Jason, I'm going to send a cake over there. Those ladies that work in his front office and, and Jason, they love the my grandma's coffee cake. Mm. So I'm going to send one as a, because all guests on the show get a cake if they want one. Nobody even, doesn't like a my grandma's cake. Don't forget to use the, the promo code Mikey5. Get $5 off on any cake you buy at mygrandma.com. 
uh, or call 1-800-8-GRANDMA. Ben, did you notice Mike didn't bring a cake for you and me? So you did. guys want one? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. Here's what I noticed do. he didn't bring gifts, yeah. but I, you did. I'm going to do this for you. Smitty, when's your 60th birthday? I'm going to get you one. And when, 1981. When's your bar mitzvah again? <laughs> I got to tell you. 1991. Uh, my grandma's coffee cake, the greatest coffee cake in the world. Now, we've done all the attention we can possibly do on commercial accounts. I want to tell you guys that we're going to have Bill Lee on this podcast yeah. shortly. Was it, you know, when it gets close to like 5.30? Yeah. He's on the radio right now in Montreal uh, doing a, an appearance on the Mitch Melnick show, which is one of the great uh, Montreal radio shows. It's like, it's like the big show used to be. By the mm. way, you see I'm wearing the WEEI 850 shirt? Yes. You know why? AM radio. Because that's where I'm going to end up, AM radio. Really? You're going to go there? Yeah, of course. Once I learn Portuguese, I'm going to be hosting a (laughs) Portuguese dance show. I'll tell you about that down the road as soon as I get all the details. They're going to give me cash and trade. Ooh. I like AM radio because it Mm. fades under bridges like it's like a safety thing. Gives you a break. Yeah. Yeah, a little break. It also will let you know when there's a storm coming, you know, that static when there's lightning. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So so Bill Lee's going to join us in a few minutes. Tell us about his... (laughs) Latest episode, you know, he collapsed again. You know, he's pushing his luck. He told me he's, he's always wanted to die on the mound, but he he was in center field at the Woo Sox game, so it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're not going to let him die on the mound now. Well, this is should have done it already. This is going to be fun talking to him. He's got some unbelievable stories, and I got a couple uh, of stories for him. But first, I thought I before we get to Bill, yes. I thought I would give you guys the news. You have the news. The news. We're going to let Ben do a story. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, you know, the intern gets to come out and do the... I, I have a story. You know, the thing is, Ben is a good broadcaster. He just hasn't had the opportunity. If somebody would put him on the air, he'd be a star. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, no, they keep him in the background doing... Because he's good at producing, too. Yeah. You know? So... Not everybody can say that that's on the now, air. Now, Bill Smith, of course, is a legend <laughs> in, in the radio market of Boston. <laughs> Name four stations you've worked at. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, tell everybody. WBZ. WBZ Boston. WCOZ. WCOZ Boston. WEEI-FM. WEEI-FM Boston. WRKO. WRKO. Imagine that. I used to love when they do it that way. The call WZLX. You know, yep. some stations... How could I forget? They go... How did you forget? Like in New York, they say WNBC, but at, they at, forgot at RKO, me. they always say when they played music, WRKO, and they went down. W-R-K-O. That's a definitive statement. That's when you want to hammer it home. Tremendous, tremendous reputation they had there. Uh, So anyway, here's the news. (laughs) Oh, news. Uh, Milford, Massachusetts. Two people are facing charges after police said they ran a large-scale illegal gambling ring centered around backyard volleyball matches at their Milford home. Now, you know Milford is now... I'd say 75% uh, Central Americans. Yeah. So it's interesting what's going on down there now. Yeah, I know volleyball could have a thing like that, but they had one. And Luis Loja Caguana is charged with... a good guy. Charged with keeper of a disorderly home. Is that a crime? <laughs> That's a crime? Gaming or betting and place for registering bets... Zoila Castro is facing a charge of selling liquor. Oh. This is all on the premises. Zoila, come on. He allegedly collected and placed bets. Well, police said 
He paved over, Loha Kaguana, paved over his entire backyard and turned it into two full-size volleyball courts. <laughs> then he collected and placed bets during matches. So he had all going. And there was a concession stand there run by the other guy. You know what? I'll bet that was so much fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Milford police said the prize money would be in the thousands of dollars. According to the Worcester Telegram and Gazette, uh, police seized about $10,000 in cash during the arrests. Uh-huh. So they were doing pretty well with his volleyball yeah. shit. Yeah. Who was getting hurt? Well, maybe some of the players you don't know. Do they even, are, they, are they bonded? No, I mean, it's kind of a weird crime, though. You know, what's Cat- it, illegal betting, is that what that's called? Zoila Castro allegedly ran a full-size concession stand selling alcohol illegally and without permits. <laughs> oh, jeez. And you could get merch there, too. He's selling beer. <laughs> Neighborhood merch. This guy sounds awesome. Yeah. Anyway, at least he's uh, doing something. Now, my question is, is he an illegal alien, and is he paying taxes on all this revenue? No. That's what I want to know. Mm. <laughs> all right, here's another one from Canada. Yes and, and you- no. Uh, Stand by. Ben's story is coming up. Security escorted two Air Canada passengers off of a plane after they refused to sit in a seat someone had vomited on. Oh, yeah. Well, I can understand that. According to uh, a woman who said she was seated in the row behind them. This report came from the lady behind the person who didn't want to sit on the plane. August 29th, Facebook post, passenger Susan Benson said she watched two women, women and a man struggle to get seated on a flight from Vegas to Montreal. Uh, she wrote in her post that she noticed a bit of a foul smell but hadn't realized where it was coming from yet. She said she soon learned from someone that someone had thrown up on the previous flight. Oof. Now, I mean, you don't know what the person sitting in front of you. They could have poopy pants. They could be just B.O. They could have... Uh, uh, what did Pete Shepard have uh, when, when he was in the summer? <laughs> what did he have? Smell, smell ass or whatever. Anyway, you don't know. But Air, Air Canada uh, attempted a quick cleanup before boarding, but clearly they were not able to do a thorough clean. They placed coffee grinds in the seat pouch to try to mask the puke smell oh, and sprayed perfume. Neither Benson nor Air Canada responded to a request for a comment from the insider who wrote this article. I should always credit them, huh? Just in case people think I made it up. Did you see this one from yesterday? What's that? Delta flight forced into emergency landing by passengers' diarrhea. See see what I'm saying? This is people losing control. Uh, This happened to... um, Go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, there's no rush here. We got millions of hours. (laughs) This happened to us uh, coming back from the Super Bowl. It was myself, Rich Keefe, Michael Hawley, and Dale. And we were coming back from the Super Bowl, and our plane was delayed by like three hours because someone had puked all over the aisle, and they had to... It, it just reeked. Everybody on the plane, plane would have killed that person if they Ooh, knew. Because yeah. three hours waiting on a... Uh, the flight attendant... Okay, what happened was the, the lady said, we're not going to sit there. You know, They said, we can't be expected to sit in vomit for five hours on a flight. I agree. So the flight attendant returned with a supervisor who told the passengers the same thing. The flight was full. They had nowhere else to sit. Eventually... The lady reporting this continued. The employees gave them blankets to sit on and more wipes to clean their seats oh, with. God, you know, After you sit on that seat and all of a sudden your ass gets warm, then the seat gets warm, and that lovely aroma returns. <laughs> so they agreed to sit in the, on with all that stuff, you know, the wipes and the uh, whatever. 
The pilot came down the aisle and very calmly knelt down and told the two ladies they had two choices. They could leave the plane on their own accord and organize flights on their own, or they would be escorted off the plane by security and placed on a no-fly list. So here's your choice. You can get off the plane or you can get off the fucking plane. Okay, well, thank you. I just sat down in the puke and you wasted it. You know, they wasted all that goodwill. Anyway, the passenger seated next to the two women got involved, told the pilot that they were not being rude to the flight attendant. Uh, the pilot reportedly returned to the front of the plane, and the security guards came and took the, lady, the, the, the women off the plane. Oh, man. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. And now, today, you got United Airlines shutting down to the ground stop all their flights. Mm. And what's going on? And what's, what's up with Pete Buttigieg? By the way, did you hear that, that Biden called him Pete Booty Juice? Pete Booty Juice, yeah. <laughs> In what world do you get away with that? I know. No, oh, that's just his nickname. You know that? <laughs> Pete Booty Juice. He comes. should have a show now. The Pete Booty Juice Show. <laughs> Don't make any nasty cracks. Uh, it's time now for Ben Kitchen and his story. Ben, if you're you next. thought beauty was in the eye of the beer holder, oh. think again. Scientists have poured cold water, or rather, <laughs> vodka, on the existence of beer goggles. The idea that alcohol makes other people appear better looking. However, it may arm you with the, quote, liquid courage to approach attractive people, the research suggests. <laughs> so there was this uh, research, uh, I guess, at the Stanford Prevention Center in Palo Alto, California. And it's saying that beer goggles is not a thing. And I think, you know, combined, we're about 640 years old. So we have a long time to kind of go back through our memory and yeah. remember those times we got drunk. Call the memories. And then we woke up with something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Said, what the hell was that? Well, you know, it's the old, she was a, t a two at ten and a ten at two thing. You know, beer goggles. That's the that's the expression that goes along with it. And I'm a full believer in it. And that and, and roofies. <laughs> You're a full believer in roofies? I'm just kidding. If you want to get your way in a bar and it's late at night, you know, you better have you better have a game going on. You know, it's like if you want to eat at 7-Eleven at 2, 2 a.m., you're going to pony up the dough and you're going to get sick. <laughs> well, they always say, uh, like, alcohol brings the truth to, or the true you out. And it just, all it does is it's not beer goggles isn't a thing. It's more like people's standards are a lot different in reality right. than what they want to present to the world. And just because, That's the reality of just it. Just because she's had 10 beers doesn't mean that, do you want to see my dick is a good pickup line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. It just doesn't work that way. Thank you. Another news story. You ready? News. News. I love news. A convicted sexual predator is representing himself behind bars in a civil lawsuit lodged against a condiment company. Sounds weird already. Mm. It's a suit for the condiment company for false and deceptive advertising and breach of peace, breach of duty of care regarding the labeling of their mustard products. Okay, you ready for this? Did it make him breach he's his duty? He's suing, <laughs> suing a, a come mustard company for mislabeling what's in the mustard. You ready? Oh. David Letary, con, uh, incarcerated at a Northeast Ohio Correctional Center, claims that although ingredients are shown on the mustard packet produced by 4-in-1, there's insufficient nutritional information for customers, misspelled, to determine the calories and carbohydrates in the product. He's seeking $450,000 in damages over this mustard pack. I'll bet he gets it. Now, he's awaiting sentencing. Get this. This is this guy's a total freak. Yeah. 
Why? What was his crime? Enticement of a minor. Oh. A charge that carries a mandatory minimum penalty of 10 years. He was arrested October 2020. He traveled nearly 200 miles to meet a 13-year-old for sex in a park, <laughs> according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The listed ingredients on the salad fresh four in one mustard are distilled vinegar, mustard seed, salt, turmeric, paprika, spices, and flavoring. Now, he's uncertain of what these spices and flavoring are. So he's suing the mustard company while in jail for being a perverted creep for $450,000. How bet he gets it? Some lawyer's going to come out and defend him. and uh, They'll settle for like hundred grand just to shut it up and yep. close down and make it The go. guy's now 36. He traveled from his home in Harpersville, New York, to the town of Bliss in Wyoming County, New York, with the intent of having sexual intercourse with a minor. Uh, he told agents he knew the victim and her age, and he admitted to communicating, but he said he was just trying to be a good Samaritan and talk some sense into her. <laughs> uh, he was going to talk, have a little mustard talk with her. Hey, I, I have a story. A story? I have a story. A news story from Bill Smith. And now, here's Bill Smith with the news. California Democrats have proposed a bill, 553, which makes it illegal to confront or fight back against looters, burglars, and shoplifters. You'll be fined $20,000 if you attempt to stop these crimes. It puts every business at the mercy of criminals. Well, yeah, that's a true story. Well, you know, I loved what uh, Ron DeSantis said, which was, you, you loot, we shoot. Yeah, bingo. I, I mean, that's like, okay, okay. You know, maybe I, I didn't do it. Maybe I did. I did. My mic's off. Sorry. You the, cut me off. I slipped uh, the slip of the little finger there. You, yeah. you, you loot, we shoot. It should be like the, you know, the, the, the new bumper sticker. Because when you have a, a, a tragic hurricane where there's loss of life and loss of property, and someone's going to come running through and take all your valuable stuff while you're, while you're out trying to save yourself from drowning, yeah. then what, what do you do to protect your, your home? You, and you don't loot, they won't shoot. It's that simple, isn't yep. it? Uh, so we got Bill Lee. Well, you know, maybe we should give Bill, Bill Lee a call. It's about 526 uh, here Eastern Time as we record this podcast. Let me get to the phone. What is today? The 5th of, uh, of, of uh, September? September. So you know whose birthday it is? A day I'll always remember. <laughs> Do you remember? It's, uh, Every 5th of September. Bob Newhart's birthday. Is it Bob Newhart's birthday? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Where did you come up with that? Uh, I saw it earlier today. Wow. And you remembered? I did. Bill Mazeroski's birthday. Oh. I want to mention him to Bill. I don't know if Bill ever played, uh, played against Bill Mazeroski, but uh, Bill Mazeroski is still alive, and he's 87. Raquel Welch would have been, she would have been 83 today, but she died. Bob Newhart's 94. Michael Keaton's 72 today. God, he's older than me. Bill Lee might be talking to that guy Funnier in Detroit. Too. Yeah, still? You think? Oh, we'll try. We can try him back. Montreal. We'll try him back. Hey, Detroit. Hang. Oh, wait. Here's his message. Hey, Putin, I give you permission to ship your grain. You have to do the same for the Ukraines. And your languages are all the same, except for one continent or whatever that Cyrillic shit is. Anyway, get over it. <laughs> well, he's, t- he's got a message for Putin on his answering machine. Well, yeah, I'm sure, you know. Well, he's probably still on that interview. Vlad right. gives him a call every now and then. So, Bill Mazeroski, why is he? Why do I mention him? Not because he's Polish. Some of my best friends are Polish, by the way. Yeah. 
William Stanley Mazeroski, born on this date, 1936, so he's 87 years old today, and he's still with us. He was known as Maz. He did a show with Felger. Oh. It was Felger and Maz. It sounds great, then. He was also known as The Glove. Now, why was he... I better get my glasses for this. This is, this is important data. Go ahead, Mike. First of all, he was, if you don't know, it's before your time. He was the second baseman for the, for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates for so many years. From 1950s. From 1956 to 72. That's 17 years, Mike. Almost. He was a seven-time All-Star, and he was known for his spectacular defensive play. In fact, he was so good defensively that he held the record for the most double plays turned by a non, or involved in the most double plays by anybody aside from first baseman. And his record was broken by uh, Omar Vizquel in 2009. But till then, he was the all-time double play king because he could turn it at second base at the Keystone Sack, as uh, Joe Castiglione <laughs> might say. Uh, so, uh, but he's better known for his dramatic walk-off home run in Game 7 of the World Series, the Pirates against the Yankees. The Yankees were clearly a better team, but, but Bill Mazeroski, they came out of nowhere, and it was like the Cinderella story, and he hit a home run to win the game in a walk-off fashion, and it was the, it, that which was voted one of the top eight moments of sports history for, for drama. Bill Mazeroski. Uh, in fact, it's the only walk-off home run to clinch a World Series in Game 7 ever in the... In the how many World Series have there been? Been a hundred and some. Yeah, there's only like three, I think, total World Series ending home runs. Joe Carter with the Blue Jays. There was another Joe one. I can't, Carter, I can't yeah. remember the right, other one. Right. And they're very few. Very, very few. I mean, you know, we've had some moments with Big Poppy, but this, this was one that won the World Series back in when they played day games, and it was the Yankees and the... Pittsburgh Pirates at Forbes Field, a very tough park to hit home runs in, especially to left field. The crazy thing about that series is the Yankees would blow out the Pirates in games, and then the Pirates would win by one. By one. The Yankees outscored the Pirates in the series 55-27. to 27. Wow. Unbelievable. But they, the timing. Timing is everything. Ask, go ahead, ask me the key to being a great comedian. What is go the key ahead, to being timing. a... <clears throat> hmm. Now... Uh, also coming up, <laughs> coming up in birthdays this week. But you know, I'm looking at the camera because we're on YouTube now. Yeah. You know, so I should really stand up and shoot a rocket. Why don't you show off your new cup? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant this one. Hey, no, no, not that one. It's that's extra large. God forbid, no, Mike. I got a new cup. Now here's what happened. Smitty, uh, he, Smitty's really great. You know, oh, he, he, oh. it's like at Christmas. You can't believe when you get your package from Smitty, you've gotten something good. Okay. This is something I'm going to hold up to the camera right now. Where's the camera? <laughs> Look at that. The we, commemorative we, Mikey, Planet right? Mikey podcast Here. cup. Yeah. It's the Planet Mikey cup. Now, are these available? Can they contact us and buy one of these for like $4,700 each? You and Ben have one. They're two of a kind. That's <gasps> it. In the, in the that, whole now world. Now, that's good. I'm going to show everybody. So what do you do for work? I'm going to go, well, not much. I do a little, a little podcast once in a while. And you'll notice whether you're cups. right-handed or left-handed, you'll see that beautiful mug. And oh, we have oh. cups. Thanks, Smitty, for the cup. That's correct. Uh, I wanted to mention Roger Maris, also these old guys. Now, everybody knows Roger Maris held the record for home runs, 61 home runs. He did it in 1961. He, uh, again, he's dead. He died at the age of 51. 
uh, some years ago. He's not been with us for a long time, but we all we heard about him over and over again, and his family came up when when McGuire and Sosa were fighting over breaking his record. You know. So they, they cheated. They were on steroids. Now, Roger Maris, he didn't cheat, but he had some distinct advantages to get those 61 home runs. First of all, he batted next to Mickey Mantle in the lineup, oh. so they couldn't walk Mantle. And fit. So he, got a, he saw a lot of good pitches, A. B, it's, it was only 296 feet down the right field line at Yankee Stadium, notoriously short porch in right field, and he was a dead pull hitter. So he whacked a lot of those 310-foot home runs to right field. Again, all due respect for Roger Maris. Because he was notoriously a good person. But the other thing that happened was it was the expansion year. So every single team, they, were, they added two teams to the American League. And those teams were made up of 20 pitchers who would be in the minors if they weren't drafted for the expansion draft. So there's 20 new, inexperienced, lousy pitchers in the league. And he ate those guys up, you know, at the Yankee Houston Colt 45s? Well, he was, that's a National League uh, offering, but they had the new... Uh, the new Senators. Okay. Yeah, uh, who we play. And the Twins, you know, it's the Twins were the Senators. They moved to Minnesota, and then they had a new Senators team, which basically an expansion team. But anyway, uh, so Roger Maris hit 61, but w- again, with all due respect, it's a tainted number because of all those things. And, and the other thing is, Babe Ruth's record was 60 home runs, and it stood forever until Maris broke it. But... He played in an era they only played 154 games, Babe Ruth, and then they went to 162 games starting the year Roger Maris broke the record. So he had eight more games in which to do it. And guess which game he hit the record breaker? Game 162. Hold on. How many uh, games did it take for Babe Ruth to achieve that record? 154. All right. And 154 games with uh, Roger Maris, what was his standing then? Oh, he had he was short two or three home Well, runs. there you go. Yeah. That's, that's how they should measure But that. they well, don't. You, no. And they say the all-time record for one season, yeah. 61 Roger Well, they Maris. did, and that's why they put an asterisk exactly. next to it for yes. That's how that works in the 40 world of years. sports. Yeah. And, and, and asterisk, isn't that the – used to have that as your, uh, your uh, picture on Facebook. But, uh, or was that – that was your balloon knot, wasn't it? It wasn't an asterisk. The starfish. It was a chocolate starfish. <laughs> oh, so gross. So anyway, more about Roger Maris. Then we'll call Bill. We'll try to get Bill on the phone again. Uh, Roger Maris, born in 1934 on the 10th of September, which is coming up, in Hibbing, Minnesota. Now, have we discussed Hibbing? Mm. Yes, we have. Okay, then let's see, let's see how your total recall is. I can Name four of- people who are famous Five, if you can, who from Hibbing, Minnesota. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yep. Robert Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. That's two. Bingo. They're both born in Hibbing, Minnesota, along with Roger Maris. Gino Capaletti. Gino Capaletti. Yeah. Patriots quarterback. Patriots all all around guy. Yep. Uh, well, he was he was actually born in Kiwatin, which is the next town over, but the, it's it's Greater Hibbing. It's Hibbing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Vincent Bugliosi, he's the prosecutor of Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary Puckett, lead singer for the Union Gap. Young girl, get out of my Clyde. (laughs) Remember that one? (laughs) And then there's a guy named, a a politician also born in Hibbing, very famous in Minnesota. His name is Ron Dicklick. Ron Dicklick. Swear to God. (laughs) D-I-C-K-L-I-C-H. Ron (laughs) Ron Dicklick. Now, if you if you're running, if you, you see a sign on someone's yard that says 
Vote dick lick. <laughs> would, would you call it cops or would you, would you laugh? I don't know. That's a... Roger Maris. So, uh, famous porn director, Chi-Chi LaRue. Don't know anything about him. Don't know anything <laughs> I about think him. it's her. So I, or, or, or her. She shows you how much I don't know about her, him. Yeah. Uh, so that's... Uh, now, let's call Bill again. You know, let's see if he's answering the phone now. He told me 5.30, I guess. It's, is it 5.30? It's 5.35. Yeah, hold on. Good God, we're late. I wonder what time it is up in Vermont. Well, Mike, let me explain to you how time zones work. Okay. Try Bill Lee yeah. once yeah. one more time. Yeah. It goes to his voicemail. We, it's Freddie we, Mercury's we might birthday, to call, too. We might have to call the uh, EMTs and send them up to his house, you know. Or call Vladimir. Bill's had uh, several unusual episodes lately. Maybe you should call a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have that number right here. Oh, oh here he goes. Here we go again. Yeah, never mind. Answering machine again. All right. So I'll call the cell? Oh, you, tr you can try the cell phone, sure. I mean, I don't know. You know, Diana probably answered it because I don't know what he's doing, though. He told me 530. He called me back. He said, make it 530. I said, okay. It's also the birthday for Dweezil Zappa. Oh, we like Dweezil. Right. Yeah, Dweezil's uh, Frank Zappa's kid. One of his many. Yep. Remember the poster that had the... the uh, I'm sorry. Fraternity. The person you called no. has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. <laughs> See that? All right. Well, well, we'll try one more time before. All right. I got more things here because we got to get going here. It's also the birthday of Rod yeah. Barajas. We pay... <laughs> Rod Barajas. <laughs> you know, we, we pay by the hour for this studio. If we go over an hour, the guy that owns it charges us double. Yeah. Real yep. dick. Yeah. I and know he, that guy. And he deserves it, though. You know what I mean? you got to have constrictions and limitations dick. on studio time. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Maura Healy, no. who's our uh, governor. Yep. Is it governor or governess? Governor. Governor, right. Yeah. Uh, she has called out the National Guard. Wow. 250 National Guardsmen have been prompted into duty by the governor. Really? Why? Immigration crisis. We've got too many people. Not enough people coming in? They're just, oh, they're all over the place. There was a big protest on Cape Cod today. I thought Massachusetts was a sanctuary state, according to these Democrats. Well, they, that's what they say. Yeah. But then once they, people start coming here and there's too many of them, then, then all of a sudden they don't want to be a sanctuary state. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a big uh, demonstration in front of the Yarmouth Resort because they're putting these people in hotels because you know that Massachusetts has the right to shelter. Mm. Uh, unique to this state and New York City, where you come here and you get, a, if you're a, you know, a family or if you've got kids or if, you, if you're just a, a bum, they'll put you in a, in, a, in a hotel. Just a bum. Now, think about this. You, let's say you own a nice hotel. Let's say in Yarmouth or somewhere else. And all of a sudden, the state comes and says, well, we got these 50 people. They're going to come in here and, and we're going to pay for the rooms. They're going to, by the way, the other 50, which you don't have room for, are going to, Stay on cardboard boxes out in front of your hotel. So your hotel is going to be littered with people who, A, don't speak English. B, you don't know when the last time was they had a shower or inoculation against any kind of disease. Mm -hmm. They're all just going to come in here, and we're going to pay you. And, and how many customers are going to want to come to that hotel? How many people are going to say, you know what, I want to go to the one where all the you know, people are? All the illegals. Because, well, we're not racist, we're not xenophobes. No. no, we want to prove that we're really decent people. But the fact of the matter is, they can, just take, they can take over your business if you're a hotel owner and say, okay, you're going to be invaded by these people and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. So that's what's going on. Meanwhile, 
you know, we're worried about these thousands of people that we can't handle in Massachusetts, or Maura Healy is. And in August, there were 177,000 people that crossed into this. 177,000. Hmm. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to live is the question. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, they just don't want to admit that you know, closing the border is the right thing to do. They just don't want to admit that. They have another plan, apparently. They're trying to grow all these new voters. Well, that's that's part of it, you know. And the other thing is, they want to have be able to say, "Look, we're the humane party. We're the party that invite we we welcome people uh, into America." You know, give me your tired, your poor. But you know, I think the idea already America welcomes over a million, one point three million people a year legally mm -hmm. to come into the country. Yeah, legally is the key word. Well, in in the two years of the Biden administration. He's, well, he's not welcomed, but it allowed 8 million people to come in, four time, five, six times the, uh, the average annual allowance for new, uh, a, a new immigrants to this country. 8 million folks. And where, they are, where are they? They're gone. We don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. don't know where we don't know are. where they're going to live, how they're going to get money, where they're going to, I mean. They have diseases. Were they in jail? Oh, it's just frightening. It's a real, it's a really, really scary situation because it's out of control. And Maura Healy saying that the FEMA has to cough up one point nine million dollars for the for Massachusetts to deal with this crisis. Hmm. But that's just a dr drop in the bucket compared to what every other state in America is going to be asking for. I mean, how many how many people are going to, in Illinois, New York? New York's got a huge problem. And everybody's ignoring it. And it's very, very scary right now because there's no control. Mm -hmm. There's no control. There's not, they're not doing anything different to stop what's going on at the border. It's just uh, it's amazing. Anyway, um, you know, what if we all, what if we took uh, 8 million people and said, okay, we're going we're gonna to invade Tijuana. What, what would that do? <laughs> There'd be a lot less donkey shows. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, I went to one of those donkey shows once. Do you want to join me? When I was you 18 did? years, I was 18. First, uh, I had just joined the Navy. We were in San Diego, and they wanted to go down to Tijuana. <laughs> TJ, let's go to TJ, man. You ever been to TJ? So we went down there. And, uh, Who said that? Some friends of mine. They had been there several <laughs> times. And I got to tell you. Do you want to come with me? Here I was thinking I'm the coolest guy until I get into the Navy, and I, <laughs> I see what really goes on in the world. Yeah. Holy Jesus. So what? tell us about this donkey show. Well, uh, it was a place called the Wooden Nickel. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I have to keep it clean. Did they did they call them burros? Burros. Burros. Si. Yeah. You walked in. You, you want to pay to see a burro? Yeah. You were given a wooden nickel with a number on it. <laughs> yo toco la guitarra, pero yo amo mi burro. Uh, all right, two two things. We, get, we should try Bill one more time. You know, it's the first time he's ever, he's been on this podcast ten times. He's the first time he's ever not answered. I, that's why I'm worried. You know, he collapsed at the Woosocks game again. They had to bring him to the UMass Memorial Hospital, and he had to have a procedure of some sort. So I want to get the update on that, but he's not answering his phone, which makes me want to send an ambulance to his house in Craftsbury. Like do a wellness check? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure he's okay, because he always answers the phone. Okay, trying again. One more time. Uh, he'll pick up this time. <laughs> he will. How do you know? I just get that feeling. It's that Mercury retrograde know. thing, yeah. I, I don't know. This he might have just. This isn't good. Mm -mm. He's probably still talking to that guy and having a good time. He can't talk to that guy for an hour. Well, all right, forget it. Forget it. 
No, you know. Hey, Putin, I give you. <laughs> that's the last. It's the last time I send him my best edibles. Oh. Um. Okay, so Billy, I was going to mention to him about Joe Rudy because Joe Rudy's birthday is coming up. You know how well jo- Bill did against Joe Rudy in his lifetime? I don't. Take a guess. I don't. How? What do you think his uh, Joe Rudy's lifetime batting average against junk balling spaceman? One seventy-two. Two seventy-six. Did you hear what he just said? One seventy-two. Four for 23, 174. Wow. Oh, oh Benny. Oh, good ben. Oh, God. And I didn't even price his right go over. And Bill, I was going to talk <laughs> to Bill about that, and he didn't, he's not He's not answering his phone, but that does worry me. Or maybe I'll drive up there. It's only three and a half hours. We'll go with you. I'll drive up there. Meanwhile. I'm not. <laughs> meanwhile, do you guys want to set a world record? Yeah, a always. Guinness, a Guinness Book of World Record records to close out our show tonight? Always. Sure. First of all, thanks for the mug. You're welcome. I'm going to mug for the camera. It's my hey. pleasure. Uh, Is that your mug shot? <laughs> See, I told you, he should have his own radio the show. The mug shot. Getting perfect. good. In Des Moines. Getting good. In, in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, Des Moines. On weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben Kitchen here in Des Moines. Between, between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. No, I'm not going to Illinois. <laughs> I, don't you hate when people say Illinois? Don't you want to just step up and slap them in the face? Especially when they're from there. God! Uh, we're going to break the all-time record. Well, we're not we, but Joe and Jerry are. Uh, we as a podcast, we're going to go. We're going to go in the Guinness Book of World Records for having a song with the most screamed mentions of the word "douche" ever. Joe, Jerry, blinded by the light. Revved up like a douche, another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a douche, another runner in the night. Blinded by the light, Joe. Revved up like a douche, another runner in the night. Here we go. World record. Madman drummers, bummers, Indians in the summer, the teenage diplomat. In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hat. Ooh, that's gross. With a bald around my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I trip the merry-go-round. With this very unpleasing, sneezing and wheezing, the calliope crashed to the ground. That's yours! Play your licks, Joe. You fraud. That's me playing. The Calliope crashed to the ground. She was blinded by the light. Revved up like a dish. Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a dish. Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a dish. Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. It's kind of repetitive. Revved up like a douche. douche. Another runner in the night. Some silicone sister with her manager, Mister, told me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you on, Sonny, to something strong. Play the song with the funky break. Go-kart Mozart was checking out the weather chart to see if it was safe outside. And little Early Pearly came by in his curly whirly, asked me if I needed a ride. I don't know what any of that means, Joe. What's a pearly curly, for Christ's sake? 
don't you read a book? Truly could. The Calliope crashed to the ground! And she was blinded by the light. Revved up like a douche! Another runner in the night blinded Joe by the light. Revved up like a douche! Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. I'm getting tired of this. Revved up like a douche! Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. Revved up like a douche! Another runner in the night. Get Tion in here. Blinded by the light. He rev up like a douche. I'm all running in the night. He's blinded by the light. He revved up like a douche. What about Yaz? Is Yaz around? Blinded by. <laughs> yes. Revved up like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I was not blinded by the light. It's very fortunate to be uh, revved up like a douche. douche. Another runner in the night. Louis? Blinded by the light, yes. You fucking jerk. Revved up like a douche. douche. Another runner in the night. Blinded by the light. She got down, Joe. She got down, but she never got tight. That ship has already sailed. <laughs> like a douche. douche. Give me a vinegar and water, Joe.